Welcome to the Slay and Thrive podcast, where we make crushing your goals feel like self-care. This is the show that helps high-energy women trapped in self-destructive patterns cultivate an unapologetic, loving body transformation through spiritual and personal development. On this podcast, you'll learn about dynamic eating psychology principles, mindset, shadow integration, and manifestation. I'm your host, Kayla Van Egdom, a health and energy guide, unicorn lover, and Amazon best-selling author. I am so delighted to be on this journey with you. Let's get started. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Slay and Thrive podcast, where we are transforming your body and mind through spiritual and personal development. I truly hope that your September is off to an amazing start so far. Personally, I'm going to be real with you because authenticity is one of my biggest core values. September has not been off to an epic start for me in a lot of ways. I have actually been moody AF (laughs) with a lot of the life changes going on. I'm pretty sure it's my Taurus nature that wants routine, stability, and structure. And between getting ready for a big move, shifting into entrepreneur mode, and just having a lot of balls in the air, there is not... A lot of routine or structure or stability. Save my two days at work where I'm still at my door building job. And that has been a true sanctuary. However, I am in a much better mood this morning, feel like I'm on the upswing. And just to share with you a little behind the scenes about podcasting, I always ensure that I record episodes when I'm in my primed state. So post-workout, post-meditation, early in the morning, after I've had a good night of sleep, because I believe the energy is as important as the content, and I want you guys to get like positive, high vibration, powerful Kayla, not like Kayla wanting to cry under a blanket. Anyways, maybe all of my moodiness this month is what has inspired this fiery, spicy episode. (laughs) And I don't think fiery Kayla comes out as often anymore. She used to make very regular appearances, which I'm often reminded of when I get Facebook memories from eight to 10 years ago. I have deleted so many statuses over the last few years because they're just so bad. But This is something I am deeply passionate about and feel very strongly about. So we are going here and we are talking about something that is pretty toxic, something that does not help you or anyone else get where they want to go. It's this practice of trying to shame people into taking more action on their goals, health or otherwise, by calling them out for being uncommitted or complacent. This can be done by other people, and we also often do it to ourselves. We're going to talk about the challenges with both of these, from hearing it from other people and from hearing it from ourselves, and then 
we are going to throw all that trash in the garbage because you are committed. You do want whatever goal it is you're going after. You are not complacent. You are a hard worker. You are dedicated and devoted to a lot of things. I'm going to take a wild guess and say that you're most likely crushing it in multiple areas. And then there's just this one area that your Achilles heel. For a lot of people, that is their health, eating, weight, or fitness. So what's actually going on in this area? We're going to talk about what makes this part of your life your Achilles heel, and it has nothing to do with a lack of commitment. I want you to think about this for yourself. Have you ever been called out in a Facebook ad or an email from some fitness or health guru that you follow? where they say something about how you're not committed because you haven't invested in yourself and done whatever it takes to solve the problem. And what they really mean is you haven't invested in their training or program, almost as a manipulation tactic to get you as a client. And I imagine it works on a lot of people, or it wouldn't be done as often as it's done. But here is my challenge with this approach. One, if this is the case, you're going to be pushed into investing into something or using a strategy from a place of lack and trying to prove yourself. You don't want to seem uncommitted, so you make the investment, use the strategy, whatever. You're not going to be making the investment from a place of power and agency. You are not resonating with this approach if that's why you're investing. You just don't want to appear complacent to another human being. And one amazing piece of advice I got from one of my business mentors in the Inner Coach Mastery Program was to stop doing anything in your marketing that takes away the agent of your potential client or someone in your community. And that's something that I always aspire to be very careful of when I make these podcasts, write posts, whatever it might be. I want to speak to people from their place of power and potential versus just like agitating their pain points. I want to be able to show them that while their pain might be painful, there is so much waiting for them when they outgrow those painful experiences. What else is going to happen here when you make an investment, or choose a strategy because someone called you out for being complacent. You will probably grow to resent the investment because you made it from a disempowered place. And maybe you had made the investment from a disempowered place because you were desperate to fix this area in your life. So you invest with the hope that this person who has been aggressively marketing to you about your problem can suddenly save you. Instead of working with someone who is a lighthouse that gives you permission to step into your power and your inner genius. This approach is probably also going to create shame. And people who struggle with their health and their eating and their weight 
don't need more shaming. You don't need more shame in your life. What you truly are going to get the most benefit from is feeling seen, understood, and most importantly, safe in the energy of those supporting or guiding you on your journey. So that is my deepest goal for this podcast and any other relationship we have inside my communities. All right, so that's what happens when others do it. What about when we do this to ourselves? Have you ever shamed yourself for being uncommitted or, uh, or complacent? Now, if that's the case, if we're doing it to ourselves, there's actually a healthy and nurturing way to do this versus a way that is shaming and paralyzing. It comes down to the tone and the delivery of your self-talk. So I'm going to give you an example of healthy and nurturing self-talk. Hey, I know you've had a lot going on lately. And also, you've been returning to some old habits that aren't helpful. You know it makes all the difference in the world when you prioritize eating your meals mindfully and you've gotten a little distracted, a little complacent. Can we get back to making this a priority? This is actually when it matters most because doing this one thing is going to eliminate a lot of your stress and will remove the gateway to other unhelpful behaviors, things like binge eating and excessive TV watching. So that's an example of healthy, nurturing self-talk. It was gentle. It acknowledged the challenges in the moment. It also pointed to the specific actions that are being done or not done versus being an attack on self. It shifted the focus back to what mattered and why it mattered. This is such a great way to coach yourself through these moments where life has gotten in the way a little bit, as it inevitably will at times. So for this week, my Thrive Challenge for you is to just notice your self-talk. How are you coaching yourself when you've had a setback? When you notice, hey, I'm sliding on some of these habits that matter to me. Is your self-talk healthy and nurturing? And if not, how can you infuse some of these tactics that we just talked about into your self-talk so it is more loving, caring, inspiring. The problem when we call ourselves out for being committed, uncommitted, or complacent is when it's done from a space of frustration, judgment, maybe even hostility. Maybe you're calling yourself names along with attacking your sense of commitment maybe attacking yourself as an uncommitted, complacent person, lazy, a willpower weakling, all the things we call ourselves when we are not being kind. In this case, you're also probably not seeing the entire picture. You're looking at the handful of things that aren't going well versus the things that actually are going well. One of my past clients comes to mind as I think about this. We were doing a coaching session where she had some frustrations about not getting where she wanted to be with her weight. And she said something along the lines of, I just don't want it bad enough. 
Meanwhile, this was one of the most committed clients I had in terms of workout attendance. She almost never missed her workouts other than the two vacations she took every year. And I think we worked together for like five, six years. She showed up for years on end, committed to her health and fitness. The nutrition stuff was a little bit stickier, but she continued to try different strategies and approaches there as well. I believe that she did want it bad enough. It wasn't a question of desire, commitment, or complacency. There's often these other things in the way, and that is where we are going to really start to shift things. When we focus on what's happening below the surface, what are the reasons why we might be stuck, paralyzed, stalled in this one area that have nothing to do with your level of commitment? I'm going to go over, I think, four reasons for you. The first reason is that you're actually trying to change too much, too fast, and it's overwhelming. This creates a state of paralysis that keeps us from doing much of anything. This is often a sign of being overcommitted or overly fixated on a particular goal. The harder you push, the more resistance you'll actually end up with. You'll end up rebelling against yourself the harder you try when you take on too much too fast. So often, we think we need to double down, get more committed. And this approach usually backfires. What we often need to do here is step back, take a breath, let ourselves rest and shift into a more relaxed, objective state so we can see what our highest priorities are and start to work from a more manageable place. It's about knowing what your baseline is, how you're eating, how you're moving, how you're taking care of yourself, letting yourself be at that baseline, and then moving from that baseline to the next level, then the next level. And doing it gradually and truly integrating new practices and habits and parts of your identity versus trying to jump from level one, your baseline to level 13, 14, 25 at times. Another big reason why you might be struggling is that you actually have a divided will. You have a part of you that wants it and a part of you that doesn't. So part of you, the conscious part, is incredibly committed. And then there's this subconscious part or parts that are terrified of you achieving that goal for some particular reason or multiple reasons. I've done a few podcast episodes on this in the past, and I will link those episodes in the description for you. I did a whole episode back in the day on when part of you wants it and when part of you doesn't. Um, That was a super popular episode, so it's a good one to check out if you haven't yet. So getting mad at yourself for being uncommitted is only going to speak to the conscious part of you that is committed. And when you create more judgment and hostility about being uncommitted, you're going to drive those 
uncommitted, divided parts of you deeper into your unconscious. You're repressing them because you want to be committed. And when you drive them into your unconscious because you resent them, don't want them to be there, wish they would go away, you have even less control of them. And it's only when you can acknowledge there are parts of me that actually don't want this. And they have valid reasons for this. They're trying to keep me safe. They're trying to keep me belonging to my tribe. They're trying to serve some purpose for me that my goal might take away from them. So you are getting secondary gain from not achieving the goal. And that could be anything from comfort, safety, belonging, even attention in a lot of cases. And that's not a bad thing. All human beings thrive on being noticed and getting some attention. So that's not calling you a drama queen or anything like that. The solution here when this is the case, when part of you wants it and part of you doesn't, is not to double down on your conscious level of commitment. It's starting to uncover the secondary intentions you have for staying where you are. And once you've uncovered these secondary intentions and let them be seen, heard, and understood, you can start to do healing work around them and integrate them into your conscious personality. And this is a whole process that would take more than a podcast to describe, but just even starting to think about and recognizing why might I not want this can really start to shift things. Another big reason why you aren't achieving this particular goal is because there are other more vital things to address first before this goal can become a priority for you. I wasn't able to lose 30 pounds and keep it off until I did a few things. The big one was that I went to therapy and I went to multiple therapists because I needed different things and both of them offered different ways that I could really heal. I also learned how to honor my emotions without eating. I had growth and healing to do that was necessary. And once I got started with that, I was able to work on my weight loss and health goals alongside the healing work. I think there's this tendency in life to treat weight loss like the emergency. We're so unhappy with our bodies. It needs to come off right now and then they'll heal. Then they'll work through their stuff. But that extra weight is so often stored energy. It's trapped energy from past events that have been deeply painful and wounding. It's keeping you protected from something or serving other functions. Releasing all that stored energy isn't just a simple matter of eat less, move more. This is a physical, mental, emotional, and spiritual journey. I think that was only three reasons, not four. Counting is a struggle first thing in the morning, I guess. But these are the reasons why you might be struggling with your goal. You are committed and also you're a human being with complexities and layers. And there may be other areas where you're being called to work and grow. I would love for you to start to think about which one of these reasons resonated with you the most. 
Was it the pushing too hard, being all in, and getting burned out and paralyzed? Or can you see how there might be certain parts of you that might not want to lose the weight because you would lose some sense of comfort or familiarity or camaraderie with friends or family members? Or are there some other layers to your weight loss journey? What does the excess energy represent for you? Maybe the solution is not to invest in someone who's made you feel uncommitted with their tactical marketing strategy, but to do some excavation with a counselor before you even think about coaching. I know there was a time in my life where I needed a counselor first, then I was able to get the most out of coaching experiences. And if all of this is resonating with you and you want to take a deeper dive, I have something so special coming up starting tomorrow. I am going to be offering a brand new program, Body Transformation Breakthrough, inside my Slay and Thrive Facebook group. I know that one of the big reasons why weight loss and healing from emotional eating can be such a tricky thing for people is because it isn't just eat less and move more. It's not solely a physical journey. It's a physical, mental, emotional, and spiritual journey. Over the course of the next four weeks, we are going to be unpacking four types of blocks that are getting in the way of you achieving your health and fitness goals. We're going to have a week in between to choose one action or block to work through. You get to pick. This is specific to you. And that's going to allow us to integrate and really see transformation instead of just watching a live training and not doing anything with it. This will eventually be a paid program and possibly just a self-study, but we are going through it live together completely free because I wanted to gift something special to my podcast listeners and all the amazing women who have been in my Facebook group for the last year or so. I will include a link to the Facebook group in the episode description for you so you can get in there if you haven't gotten in there already. And we are kicking it off with the first live training tomorrow. And that'll happen September 15th at 3 p.m. PST. I so hope you will be joining us and I am wishing you a week filled with slaying and thriving. Take care. Thank you so much for tuning in to another episode of the show. If you want to connect with a community of other amazing women who are conquering their goals, taking massive action, and loving themselves through the process, I invite you to join my Facebook community, Slay and Thrive 365. You'll get weekly challenges, motivation, support, and accountability as you move towards your goals. Hope to see you there very soon.